Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 299. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I get to have amazing conversations with members of the Blueprint Live online team. We are continuing our, uh uh-oh, I didn't get the score I wanted for the cars section. This week, one of the most common sections where students don't get the score. It's interesting. I see way too often students are like, I got a 130 on my MCAT in the car section. I never got more than a 126 on my full length exams. Or I got a 124 on my car section. I was always scoring in the 130s. It's very weird. The car section seems to have some of the biggest swings from full length exams to to real test. I don't know why, but hopefully this episode will give you a little bit of insight. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com for a free account where you get study planner tool, half-length diagnostic, full-length exam, study uh, a flashcard platform, space repetition flashcard platform, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Um, go, go check that out, blueprintmcat.com. And don't forget to listen, right? If you're listening to this podcast, don't forget to listen to the pre-mid years podcast too. Go check that out. Let's go and jump in to our episode today. Alex, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. We're wrapping up our, oh, I didn't get the score that I want series. Uh, what could I have noted? The best, the best section. Oh, saving, saving the best for last. I wonder, I want, I do wonder if you're tuning in, how many people, uh, Ryan, uh, skipped all of the other episodes and went straight to this one straight to cars uh why why do you say that alex uh because uh i would say i would say anecdotally but actually i think we have pretty good data both at blueprint and published by the amc underscoring this uh which is that i think whenever i have a student come to me saying like i was testing approximately in my goal range or just below it. And I got my score back and it was like lower than I wanted to. And I'm devastated. I reckon eight or nine times out of 10 it's cars. Yeah. In fact, to share a personal story here, Ryan, that happened to me. Uh, I, I mean, and and I'm not complaining about my MCAT score. Obviously I did fine, (laughs) but my car's score was much lower than my full length average. And I felt personally victimized. (laughs) Wow. No. 
Yeah. So it's, it's that section. Yeah. So I'm looking at table A16 from the AAMC, which is MCAT scores and GPAs for applicants and matriculants. So it has four columns here, 2018, 19, 19, 20, 2021, and 2022 application cycle years. The mean I I have that I have that I have that table bookmarked. Yeah. The the mean for is uh about 126.3. It was 126.3, 126.4, 126.5 and then dropped back down to 126.3. Uh bio biochem 126.6, so a little bit higher. 126.7, 126.8, 126.7. So a little bit higher. Uh Psychos, 126.8, 127.1, 127.2, 127.3. People are getting better at psych sos. And then we have cars, the lowest of all, 125.9.9.9, So there are people aren't getting better in cars. Uh, shocker. Are you surprised well, I by mean, that? I mean, I... In, uh... I think this is interesting. I think this actually, I mean, you know, if you're just tuning in, this, I think it ties into a conversation we had uh, just a couple of episodes ago, right, talking about chem phys, which is to say, I think for many people, uh, for many students studying for the MCAT, they see score improvement with the types of strategies that they've they're, they've already trained and are used to using, like, you know, in undergrad or grad course, in, you know, co uh, college courses, those types of strategies are often much more effective on bio, biochem, and psychosoc than they are on chem, phys, and cars. And I think almost like cars is like the peak example of this, where how to improve at cars is, I think, for almost everyone, unlike, especially for science majors, is unlike almost anything, any other course that they've done before, almost unlike almost any other strategy that they've deployed before, and, and they don't know how to improve. Yeah. And, and I think that's perfectly, in a sense, you know, that's kind of, that's why you're tuning in today. I think that's perfectly reasonable to say like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know how to improve kind of, well, it, the strategies are different, right? They're not what you've been doing so far. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's, let's talk cars. Cars is scary. Uh, cars, especially for ESL, potentially there's a lot of uh, inner dialogue going on about I'm, I'm not a native English speaker. I don't know what this word means. I don't know what this idiom is. And so it potentially slows them down. The uh, question I've been asking, timing, uh, I'm not even going to ask it. Timing is always an issue for the car section. It, it probably, it, I, I would assume, is probably the worst section timing-wise. Uh, I just hear horror stories of like, I had to just guess on the last three passages because that's how slow I was going. In terms of practicing, I get my score back. It's not where I want it to be. A lot of students will look at that and go, well, I don't, I don't have a textbook to turn to. I don't have equations to memorize. I don't have pathways to learn and understand. How does someone get better at cars? Yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, in a sense, I'm so glad we're doing this today because I think it's so important to get in like more information out about this. I, you know, kind of similar to your position on organic chemistry being, you know, actually like having societal consequences in terms of like weeding people out who would otherwise become you know, perfectly good medical doctors. I almost feel like how many people have not, you know, have not gone to medical school like because of the cars section. 
And um, so, yeah, if you're in this situation, right, it can be really frustrating. It's like, oh my God, like, what do I do? Like, you know, there's nothing I can learn specifically. And I think as with many things MCAT, right, you know, it's worth taking a moment to pause, reflect, say, you know, kind of doing difficult things is hard. And that's, you know, it's perfectly okay and, you know, normal to, you know, be in a situation like this, but that ultimately with, you know, careful strategizing, it is possible to improve. And for cars, that really requires looking through your practice, looking through how the whole arc of your prep went when you were preparing for the MCAT and, you know, kind of asking yourself, what are the underlying skills here that I need to work on, that I need to improve? Because I think of cars as a, it is a weak link section in that the strength of your car, you know, kind of how high your car's score is only as high as the weakest link in your skill chain. And, and, and what do I mean by that? I mean that cars requires us to kind of chain a bunch of skills together, right? There's reading and there's reading quickly and there's also getting a sense for the overall flow of the author's argument and any opinions and evidence that they may introduce, et cetera, et cetera. You know, keeping new words that we've never seen before separate and distinct from one, from one another. Uh, and then taking all of that and applying it to questions. And of course, questions can be divided into many different types and, you know, sometimes integrating it with new information in the question stem and sometimes just restricting it to what we're seeing in the passage and also not letting our personal biases drag in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's a lot of skills that, you know, yeah. cars requires us to kind of use in sequence. And if one of them is much weaker than the other, that can potentially kind of almost hide the fact that you're strong in all of those other skills because it alone will pull you can pull your car's score down, down dramatically mm -hmm. right for something like reading comprehension that alone can kind of that that alone can be a non-starter for the entire section yeah and so it's really worth i think taking a pause to take assay of those skills and to say when i was practicing in cars or when i do practice in cars like what is or are the limiting factors, right? Is it that I read the passage and didn't understand it to begin with? It's that I did understand it, but I couldn't understand it in the time allotted. Is it I felt like I understand the passage really well, but then I got a bunch of questions wrong. And the question you need to then ask yourself is, am I misapplying or misreading the questions in some way? Or am I feeling like I understand the passage, but in reality, you, you know, you don't, right? You know, there's misinterpretation that happens, right? You know, it's always, remember, human, human beings can convince themselves that they understand, even if they don't necessarily. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so take, again, as with all things, taking that kind of assay, what are the relevant skills here, breaking them down, which ones am I weak at? Because for many people, you know, there's might be 15 skills in that chain, and for many students that I've worked with, they're only actually weak in one, two, three. And that if you focus in on those, your cars, you know, their car score suddenly jumps by five points. Yeah. So in terms of reading, right, because I'm assuming reading is the skill that we need to improve on, understanding what we're reading um, is a skill that we need to improve on. 
what should students go and read? Should I just scroll on Facebook and go, ooh, my friend seems angry. Look, I understand the author's tone. Uh, is our, our Facebook posts enough here? Does it have to be super boring Atlantic articles? Like what, what, is, what should students read and how should they read those things? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I reckon what you should read really kind of depends on the kind of bucket that you're in, which is if you're, you know, if you speak English as a native language, um, or I suppose, uh, you know, as as much as they call it English here in the US, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you people think English is, uh, <clears throat> the uh, that was that was a joke. <laughs> but uh, the the big the big thing here is. For example, if English is your native language and you read a Cars passage and you you know think to yourself at the end of that passage, I have no idea what was being discussed there, right? Not any clue, right? It's like practically could be written in Japanese and I would get just as much out of it, right? That is a, for all but the very hardest of Cars passages, right? That often signals a that often signals the need to go to perhaps less challenging reading material and work up. And I think like the Atlantic articles, right? You can read economist articles, you know, there are many, many sort of kind of for, uh, sources of long form media out there that can help people uh, improve. If you're more in the camp of you read a car's passage and you kind of mostly get the meaning, or if you read a car's passage and you just think, I could get the meaning here, I just, I just need more time, then I actually recommend just doing lots of car's passages untimed. Because for you, you know, for you know, for this kind of student, cars, I think cars is like the is right at the periphery of their existing skill level. And what they need to do is they need to practice with cars passages untimed, and they need to take the time to understand what the cars passage is saying, to break it down, to think about what they would highlight, to map out the key arguments. And once you do that for a bunch of passages untimed, right, you'll find that kind of it comes easier and easier every time, and you'll get you'll become more familiar with how the author in, authors in cars tend to frame their arguments, or even what kinds of questions might get asked from a cars passage. And once you've done that, right, I often recommend you kind of gradually transition to timed by first, you know, keeping it, keeping it, or rather switching it to timed, but without a time limit. Right. And let's say you time yourself doing cars passages without a time limit and you find that just doing it naturally, taking all the time that you need, it takes you 16 minutes per passage. Right. And of course, on the test, ideally, we want to shoot for about nine and a half, including the passage and the questions mm. uh, for each passage on average. Um, if you, you know, realize when you switch to timing, but without a time limit, it's taking you 16 or 17, you can very gradually taper from there. I think the biggest thing that I try to get across to people is if your if your struggle is reading comprehension or fitting in that comprehension within the time limit then working to improve within the amount of time that you'll have on test day right from the start is often counterproductive right just like a chef learning to chop an onion right you need to learn how to chop the onion correctly slowly and then slowly speed up from there <laughs> rather than trying to chop a whole onion in you know, 10 fingers. seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's a, this is a, it's a, it's a case of like, look, 
it's much easier as humans to learn to do something you already know how to do faster than it is to learn how to do it in the first place. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's cars, right? At the end of the day, that's, that's the car section. That's how you improve. It's just get better, get better, get better, get better, get faster, get faster, get faster, get faster. You're not gonna, don't, don't kill yourself that you're not reading it nine minutes of passage when you're at 20, like you'll get there, you'll figure out shortcuts and workarounds and you'll start to see, I always talk about, you'll start to see the matrix when you're Neo and it's like, oh, like I see it all now. Um, and, and things will just start to click. You just got to give it time and you, you have to allow yourself that grace and, and get out of that inner dialogue that you have going, I'm too slow. I'm too slow. I can't read. This is terrible. I'm doing terrible because all that's doing is slowing you down. So yeah, the thing that's really important ultimately to keep in mind, right. When approaching cars is that, you know, can trip a lot of people up is that I think the first one is that you truly are expected to know nothing about a topic, right? So if you come across a passage that's on a topic area that you have never seen before in your life and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know anything about art history, right? I promise the MCAT doesn't expect you to, right? And I, in the, in those kinds of passages, you can treat all the new vocab words like, you know, like their names of proteins in bio biochem, right? They're stand-ins, right? They're, they're concepts that they're being thrown in to see how well you can juggle with new concepts, right? In a way that doesn't require you to know anything about, you know, abstract expressionism, right? And finally, the second point with, um, with cars in particular is that it's a very different way of learning I think, than what we've, you know, than, for, than what many of us have done for years and years and years, which is most of us, you know, kind of prove our reading skills up until middle school or high school. And then it, and then kind of it levels out from there. For almost everyone getting better at cars requires us to get better at reading and that, and getting better at reading is really hard, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, especially in cars, right? More so than any other section, give it the respect it deserves. Reading skills can come, but I think more so than, memorizing theories of personality, right? It can take a long time. In cars, you know, a little bit of practice every day for a long time is usually the way to go, right? It's very, very hard to cram cars and to meaningfully improve because the human mind is just not set up to change how it reads that easily, you know, in the same way that, you know, I'm sure if you're a if you're a gifted surgeon, like switching to a robot, you know, switching to a robot surgical machine, right? Totally changing the way that you do surgery, yeah. right? Is a big transition and requires a lot of getting used to. Yeah, different. Okay. It's the car section. It's the different section. <laughs> so it's gotta, you gotta treat it differently, prepare for it differently, uh, understand yourself differently and uh, just, just and go and prove and find- yourself. And think of the, uh, and also, you know, for people who think, you know, who like don't like cars because it's taking time away from the other sections or from studying content. I like to think of cars as having like a sneaky multiplier, which is all the other sections involve reading. Mm-hmm. So if you improve your reading comprehension skills, you know, typically that'll improve your score in the other sections too. All right. So there you have it. Oh, 
hopefully this, this helps you get the score you do want the next time you take the MCAT. Or if you're listening to this before you took the MCAT, hopefully this will help prevent any mistakes or at least strengthen your score moving forward. Hope you have a great week. Don't forget, again, to check out blueprintmcat.com. I'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.